Hello people, welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast episode 16. My name is Lucio and I hope you're very, very well. So this week's episode saw me again in the Key Club in Leeds uh, for a chat with Nathan Gray on one of his two UK shows. Um, my main exposure to Nathan's music is from Boy Sets Fire, who I first heard, I think, back in 2000, I think it was 2003, um, and, and I've been a fan ever since. I think, for me, it's probably that with that era and style of band with uh, fantastic sort of heavy guitars, um, the tendency for a lot of the bands at that time was, I think, was to go for a lot of screaming to get the, I guess, the passion and the the angst across. Um, and and Boy Sets Fire didn't do that. They, uh, I, I, you know, as Nathan talks about, the key thing is is melody, um, and that really set them apart for me. And I think I think I discussed this with a friend, and I think that I was first played Boy Sets Fire on the same evening as somebody played me a new Glassjaw record, and both, I mean, both absolutely brilliant. But this this sort of really set them apart from other bands of the of the heavy genre at the time that I was listening to. Um. We talk a lot about how that kind of manifests itself and where Nathan gets that from, and his his sort of heavy focus on melody comes from his musical upbringing, and we we get into that quite a bit. Um, we also talk about um, some of his background, plans that he's got coming up for the future, a bit about Boy Sets Fire and and their current approach to to the music industry, I guess. Um, and it was it was a genuine pleasure to speak to him. He was. Uh, very very open it's quite a candid conversation and yeah it was a I, I don't really know what else to say it was um, an absolute pleasure to speak to him really great to be able to catch him on one of the only two UK shows that he was doing on this run um, so yeah m- many many thanks go out to Nathan and I hope it's as enjoyable to listen to as it was to actually talk to him so um here it is. I hope you enjoy episode 16 with Nathan Gray. Hello, man. I'm here with Nathan Gray. Hi. Um, we're in the Key Club in Leeds. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. But Excellent. despite the weird meal situation, yeah. <laughs> I've had enough coffee to deal with it, so I'm good. Cool, cool. Very good. Um, so, yeah, you're over, you're over in the UK for, for two dates. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you very much for choosing Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah um, no problem. This is the When in Yorkshire podcast, so appreciate yeah, yeah. you picking our fine county. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to talk to you. I, I like to talk to my guests about how they kind of got to where they are, mm-hmm. but starting from as far back as you can remember. So Ooh, okay. in terms of your like first exposure to music, mm-hmm. have you got a, like a defining memory that you can think of? Yeah, I mean... Uh... My first exposure to music was my parents. Yeah. So growing up, music was always around. Both of my parents played guitar and sing. Oh, amazing. And uh, they they don't play in a band or anything no, like no. that, but they just, for fun, you know what I mean? Or at church or whatever, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Do the thing. And we always had, uh, it, was, it was funny because there was always two types of music in the house. It was either musicals mm-hmm. or like folk music, like uh, Bob Dylan and Simon yeah. Garfunkel and stuff like that. So I had a really weird combination of music going on. And then, of course, like my dad's a pastor. So when I was young, I went to church a lot. So we had the church music and those things. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of that is what's defined my sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
Cool. So, which is crazy, but you know, it's that was my what really got me. You know, yeah. what I mean, that got me into music and wanting to do music. Can you remember the, the like, is there is there one song that you remember hearing and it's going wow? Yeah, it was any of the songs off of Man of La Mancha. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not even kidding. Like it was my first experience with music was musicals. Yeah, and Man of La Mancha, West Side Story, yeah, uh, Les Mis were my first experiences. Yeah, and it just the. Uh, especially Man of La Mancha and, and Les Mis, there's such emotion in that music yeah. and it's such just epic feeling, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, that, that was what first got me yeah. and something that I've always wanted to put into music, you know what I mean? Even if it's a little over the top, you know mm, what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. to put that in there to give people that feeling that it's important. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, get the drama in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah. So in, can you remember, like, what was it that made you want to, pick up an instrument or or what was your first live music experience um well the first thing that made me like stand in front of the wall with like a tennis racket and pretend like i was playing music you know was uh (laughs) simon and garfunkel was a huge influence and um then after that you know, I just listened to whatever was on the radio, mm-hmm. honestly. I didn't know Michael Jackson, Prince. Michael Jackson was awesome until I found Prince, and then fuck who the <laughs> fuck gives a shit who Michael Jackson is once you find Prince, you know? Yeah. But, um, but, uh, so, the, you know, had all these influences from that, just the radio in the 80s, you yeah. Know? And, um, and after that, I started finding alternative music, which started in metal. Yeah. So, Started in metal, started finding all these things like listen to Master of Puppets and just like my face blew up. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) this can happen? Oh my God, you know? And then um, I was a little metalhead for a while and then my cousin introduced me to punk. Okay. And it was like, God, what? And like every time I experienced a new kind of mu- music, it was like, where is this coming from? How yeah, do yeah. people do this? You know what I mean? Um, so it was, but... It's funny, like I was just talking about this with uh, Ben, who plays guitar for me. Yeah. Uh, that all of my experience with music, though, whether it was metal or whether it was um, punk or you know whatever it was, it always had to have sort of like a hook to it. It always had to okay. be sort of catchy, like a melodic type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, any kind of like just straight out screamy stuff. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. You know, it just never got me. You know, Unless I, I kind always of needed that sort of like, back. yeah, yeah, exactly. I needed <laughs> yeah. that sort of, mm, you know. Yeah. I think the only bands that I've enjoyed that had more of that that was like bands like Defeater that sort of had like almost like a scream singy yeah, thing okay. to it. You yeah. know, but um. But so those were very defining things. But the first first bands I saw live were, I mean, honestly, they, it wasn't anything cool. It was like Christian bands from like you know the eighties yeah, yeah. that nobody knows who the hell they are, you know. So how how did how was that then? Like because mm-hmm. I guess like I my first exposure to live music mm-hmm. was either like in a little pub with just seeing a guy with a guitar right. or I remember being really young and there was just some kids that had come over on like an exchange thing and they right. were older and uh-huh. we were in a, a sports hall and they were playing to about five people I right. had long hair and was just like I'm, I'm just loving the fact that there's people yeah, making yeah, loud yeah. music out right <laughs> so I guess the kind of the, the type of music <coughs> just doesn't really matter but it's what emotion that brings out right so yeah. how, how was that like as a mm-hmm. in, in, in a church sort of environment it was awesome because it was the bands that I heard it was stuff that um so I remember that there was a point um like where like sort of in my punk 
area, it was like there were people at the church that were also into that kind of stuff, like new wave right, and, okay, punk yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But there were, and just like with most things, there's always like the Christian version of something, yes, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, and it's always a little silly, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, it's what it is. Uh, but, um, but the band was called Servant and they had this like new wave album. You know okay. what I mean? And they toured on that and there was a light show that went with it. Nice. So it was really cool. You know what I mean? But, uh, but there was, I mean, in that scene, despite the fact that I've definitely grown very far away from that, yeah. there was a lot of talent in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause there's, it's made up of human beings, you know what I mean? So despite some of the, uh, the, the cheesiness of the, what it was about to me, okay. uh, the music was very good. Yeah, you know I mean, and I, I think um, it, the very talented people that came through and played music for us, and, and still with like, passion, you know, they yeah, believe yeah. in what right. they're doing, and they believe and very strongly yeah, yeah. in what they're doing, and that's infectious. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like, fuck yeah, you know, like yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. So you sort of mentioned you went from like metal into punk, and obviously mm-hmm. that that's kind of how I discovered you with uh, with Boy Sets Fire. Right. What What was the first punk album you remember hearing? The first punk album I remember hearing was that that at least burned onto my brain mm. was a black flag in my head. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. just fucking like, and I then on top of that found out that they were coming through town. This was on their very last tour in the late eighties, yeah. mid eighties, late eighties. They were coming through town and I, I, I snuck out of my house <laughs> to meet my friends to go see black flag play. Awesome. Scared the living shit out of me because I wasn't ready. Yeah. Like I had, I had not seen anything that crazy yeah. and dangerous. And like Henry Rollins <laughs> in his Manson phase with the fucking yeah. beard and shit and no shirt. And they were up there and like bottles are getting thrown around. It's just like they're at like war with the fucking audience. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if this is what I thought it was. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this isn't safe. I know yeah. exactly. I left a few songs in, and it wasn't until maybe a couple of years later when I saw Screeching Weasel play and right. they were more like fun and poppy. I was like, okay, okay, this is better. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but I still really appreciated Black Flag. I love them, but I, at, when I was in eighth grade, yeah. couldn't hang, you know? No, like, that's, that's, that's a young one too. Yeah, 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 a, yeah. Like first experience of that yeah, sort of thing It was well. terrifying. So. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but that was the first, in my head, my Black Flag was the first like, proper like punk album that I heard, you know what I mean? But it was funny because when I heard that there were several bands that came in during that time. It was that it was the first violent femmes album. Okay. Yeah. Which obviously I was more like, well, I want that. That's fucking badass. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, violent femmes, black flag, uh, code of honor. Okay. Which was weird because they're British. Yeah. And, um, they weren't very well known in the U S but my cousin, had uh had the album and and shared it with okay. me and so um that was that was a big influence and like a cool like it's cool because when you get into punk and you get something like that and you're like mm. this is just mine yeah no one yeah. around here gets this because it's not from around here it's that, and, that thing of discovering something for yourself yeah 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 they're well. from a different country <laughs> like it's so cool like you know so yeah and i guess i don't know i don't know if a like kids get that now with the internet. Right, yeah, you, yeah. You've got, you know, in my hand on my phone, I've got every song pretty much that's, a, right, that's available right, right. now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't get that little secret right. so much now, Yeah, I think. I'm, I'm I think, a growing some kids I think there are certain scenes where you still do because they, you know, 
like there's been a resurgent insurgence in the punk scene of like cassette tapes and stuff yeah, and true. like little bands putting out cassette tapes that kids can still get and be like, yeah. Oh, this is cool. There's only like 50 of these made, you know, and like still get that experience, which I think is awesome. I yeah. think it's really cool. Like, so absolutely. And I, I was yeah. talking to to a friend the other day. He's got, um, he has a, um, a clothing company mm-hmm. and one of the designs is a, a cassette tape. Yeah. And so we were talking about the, you know, where did that come from and, and stuff. And it's kind of like the romantic side of mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, that, you know, that's something that I hadn't thought about for a decade, <laughs> oh, probably. Oh, I used to like, you were so like into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, this song has to go here and this one yeah, has yeah. to go into this. It's almost like now writing a set list. Yeah. Like these certain true. songs have to be before and after this one. It has to end here, start here. And depending on who you're making it for, yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's all going to hit. And you, Absolutely. Then you'll listen through it 10 times and like, no, wait, wait, wait. I got to start the whole thing over again. Like, yeah, you know, that's like, it. There's, there's no uh, just drag and drop. Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. It's a labor of love yes. completely. And yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right with, yeah. with the set list. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, writing set list is, is an art to Yo, itself as well doubt, yeah absolutely um mm-hmm. so with regards to you starting a band or your first performance for yourself mm-hmm. how did that come about um let's see well i always wanted to i remember when i was i believe i was somewhere in the 12 to 15 stage. Yeah. I can't rightly remember totally. I'm 46 now, so it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. But I remember I wrote three albums. Now, wow. now wait, <laughs> before you get impressed, because it's not that impressive, I didn't actually <laughs> write any music. Okay. <laughs> what I did was I created like album covers. Yeah. And then I wrote a bunch of lyrics for like 10 songs each. Okay. <laughs> and in my head, I had cool music for yes. it, but I yeah, couldn't yeah. play any of it. You know what I mean? So, okay. So, but that was my start of, I want to yeah, do yeah. this. Like, this is how it's done. You know what I mean? And so from there, I, uh, I started, I think it was once I got into high school in ninth grade, mm-hmm. uh, I started sort of trying to get friends to play music with me. And usually what ended happen, it would like be me and two other guys and we'd just sort of dick around playing yeah. some songs. They'd never turn into anything. We'd mostly sit around and play covers of punk bands. You oh know? yeah, yeah. And then, That's where everyone's got to start. And then you just sort of give up and you know, whatever. But uh, it wasn't until I was 19 that I finally formed a, a proper band. Yeah. And uh, we started playing clubs and stuff. And like, and and uh, the first time I got on that stage, it was just, yeah. Here it is. This is okay. Found it. Probably much to my parents' chagrin. <laughs> they were like, "Oh no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." You couldn't be a doctor, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how how was that then? What like were your parents supportive in that? Yes, I mean they were uh, at that age. Mm. Like now, they're incredibly supportive. Yeah. Because it's doing something, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's oh, yeah. very, you know what I mean? But at the time, they were like, you should probably still go to school. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Ah, think of a backup plan, you know? <laughs> so, you know, so they were as supportive as they could be and yeah. still be concerned parents, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I was fortunate in that regard that they were still at least very supportive of what I was doing. That's good. Know? That's good. Yeah. I think it's... That's, um, like you say, there's still going to be some form of concern, but yeah, you know, yeah. so many, so many parents that... that aren't as supportive as, as they potentially could be. And, yeah. and, you know, it's great when you come across people whose parents are, you know, are yeah. into it from yeah. that point. I, I remember, like, I think it was like, you know, when, when you're a kid and you have sort of cool, supportive parents, um, it's, it's sort of weird sometimes because you go through that rebellious stage yeah, yeah. where you like, yeah, 
you sort of feel like a dick yeah. for being rebellious. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's it's a very conflicted situation yeah. because like uh, you like oh I'm mad at my parents and then you go to school and one of your friends just got his ass kicked by his dad and you're like oh okay yeah yeah like you know I can't be mad at them <laughs> like they no, totally. they don't do anything terrible to me like yeah. You know? I think, I think and that <laughs> makes you mad in and of itself. You know what I mean? When you're a kid and you've got all this angst yeah, you got and nothing to, to do with it. You know? It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, fuck you guys. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want sweet corn. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've got to find the rebellion somewhere. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm very similar. Like my parents were massively supportive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, probably like, were, were prob- my dad was probably there. Like, like, you need to rebel more. Right, right, you know, right, right. <laughs> like, stop being pleased with shit. Right, right. Just like, yeah, we're like, why aren't you gay? Right, like, right, I'm pretty right. Sure, I'm pretty sure that's the biggest disappointment <laughs> right. that, that I've had for my parents. <laughs> I'm just, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that I've got uh, family and kids right, yeah. and I'm just too too ordinary um, <laughs> no, no 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 um so in terms like of uh like boy sets fire mm-hmm. again yeah what's kind of the, where i discovered uh you as as a performer mm-hmm. um is is massively sort of emotive mm-hmm. um highly political mm-hmm. you know where where does that come from in you like you say you've kind of got that that supportive uh family background and such mm-hmm. so where where does the sort of angst and that and that come from well much to my parents' chagrin, um, I I obviously took a different path. Yes, they did, yeah, yeah, you know, less religious. In my politics yeah, yeah. and in my, you know, <laughs> things like that. But also, um, uh, to to make this a lot less fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, no. Sorry. We can, do, we but, can pick um, it back up. But it's I mean, cool. I speak about it in my music and stuff <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Is that where that honestly come came from is when I was uh, younger in the church that we went to, mm. I was sexually abused. Okay. Uh, in the church and there was a lot of anger yeah uh and i a lot of anger that i didn't know what to do with mm. and so politics and angry music helped me channel without telling okay you know what I'm yeah yeah you know what i mean so you've got so, a vent for right for anger i'm and lashing aggression. out at things yeah. and being angry at things without anyone knowing what i'm really angry at yeah because that's hard to tell you know mm. Uh, and it took me fucking forever, well into my 30s before yeah. I even started dealing with these things. So um, so a lot of that came from that. And then so when I found punk, and 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 honestly, in, as far as political punk, I mm. found Bad Religion, I found uh, Born Against, I found these bands <laughs> that was like, this, yeah. this speaks to that anger. This, I want to lash out at something, yeah. you know? And so that made it very easy to... Because I don't want to say it was dishonest because it wasn't. No, no. Uh, you know what I mean? But but it was hiding to an... It was escapism to an extent. You okay. know what I mean? Uh, but but at the same time, I've still held on to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Because it was important. And it still is. Those politics and those social issues mm. are still very important to me. Uh, just maybe on a less lashing out in all directions. You know what I mean? Now yeah, more I channeled. Sort of, found myself a little bit more yeah. in where my anger really was and all of this stuff, being able to um, put it into realizing that lashing out at politics in general isn't as important as inspiring people to be better. Yeah. Because that's, once that's... people are better, that changes the politic. Yeah. You know? So if you're just screaming out at the, the government, in yeah. quotes... Eh, you know, but if you're speaking to people 
and seeing them where they are and inspire them to get rid of their fear, to get rid of their greed. I mean, it all comes from fear, whether it's greed, whether it's hate, whatever it is, it's all based in fear. And I like to say that, um, happy people don't make other people miserable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I remember being a very nice. angry person yeah. and I'd see people smiling and like, what the fuck are they smiling about? You know what I mean? But now I see people yeah. smiling. Like, hey, he's having a good time. You know yeah, what I mean? Like absolutely. it doesn't even matter why he fucking smiling. Cause that's great. You know, yeah. cause I'm happy. You absolutely. Know? So my, my impetus, my, my, uh, you know, where I'm going with all of this is to create inspiration for other folks who are maybe hidden. You know, who are maybe feeling that they're alone, feeling like closed off because those people are so easy to recruit by shitty fucking people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you say, through fear. Yeah, right. Just harvesting that fear. This is how how all this shit is going on right now. From, and I, I, you know, from Trump to Brexit to all this fucking bullshit, this is why. Through fear. Straight fucking fear. Because you have these white nationalists and these people who, oh, oh, it's not white nationalists. It's, you know, it's this, it's, yeah. it's an economic thing. It's a fuck it. You hate Brown people. You <laughs> fucking know it. That's what it is. And what you're doing is playing on people's fear yeah. in order to, you know, and people who are fearful, people who are angry and holding it in are easy targets. Yeah, absolutely. So my feeling is that if I can reach those people first, all the yeah. better, you know, through joy and right. yeah, through sharing exactly. happiness and yeah. yeah. And, and my story even, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people that come, come to shows and stuff who, you know, even if there's only like 10 people at the show, who knows, there could be one person there yeah. that went through that exact same, same experience and all of a sudden goes, hey, that guy on stage is talking about this. Maybe I can talk to somebody yeah. about this, you know? So. Yeah, and it's that thing, you know, maybe they don't talk to somebody now, but maybe in 15 years they've kind of taken your message and that's, yeah. that's got them through some shit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Absolutely. And that's what's so awesome about music. And I'll probably talk about that tonight with the power of music, you know yeah. what I mean? How it can affect and change our lives and how beautiful that is, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's no it's no coincidence that certainly in the UK and I'm sure across the world that the rise in music festivals mm-hmm. has just gone astronomical. I know yeah. it's, there's, you know, there's a business argument towards it, but mm-hmm. you know, the, this, the market is saturated for that. Oh, yeah. But it's because people need that escape. Yes, Do you know what I mean? It's the popularity of, mm-hmm. of staying in a field in the yeah. mud for five days. Right. That's what it's like in the UK. It's yeah. Yeah, camping yeah. In, in a field of mud. Right. It, it's so appealing for people to have that release yeah. and to just go and mm-hmm. be with other people that are potentially going through you know, the same things yeah. and have a kindred spirit in there. So. Even, even um, you know, club shows where somebody works all week just beating themselves up fucking mm. at work and then they get to go to a show on the weekend... I think more musicians and people who are active within social and political uh, ideology need to pay more attention yeah. to what motivates people and what, um, like, just having people come and enjoy music sometimes is a political action. It's a social action. Yeah. To where someone just gets to fucking have fun for a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then be able to go back to their job and stuff like that. You know go back I mean? to reality. And yeah. Just, but have that release. Reality. But just to have that release and that escape for a second can sometimes save someone's life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, 
I mean, with uh, with, with Boy Sets Fire, then you, you sort of were active for a few years, then mm-hmm. took a break. Mm-hmm. Um, what what happened there? Um, there was a lot of internal struggle struggle. I feel okay. with that, um, and a lot of it surrounded around the drummer we had at the time, Matt, uh, who's one of the original members that yeah. we've been through. But I, I feel like every time there was conflict, it was sort of him against us, the right? Okay, kind of thing, you know, and and. Um, I do. I do my best that when I explain that to not, it's not shit talking. You know no, I mean? no, no. Uh, he and I are literal polar opposites. Like we're <laughs> we're not even friends anymore. We right. don't talk. But but I've found that there's a great healing in realizing that with people. Yeah. Is that look, this isn't going to work. We can be strangers, mm. and that can be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't have to go our separate ways and go fuck that guy because to someone else you might be awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Great, great deal. And go be happy. Go make other people happy. I'm going to go this way and do it this way, you yeah. know? And so it did come to, when we took that break, it was because the strains were so hard and just with everything. And so we took a break and it took a lot to get us back together, especially with Matt and I. Yeah. And I remember we actually went out to dinner and sort of talked some things out, blah, 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 tried to make it work, mm-hmm. you know? And it just, once we got back into a room together, it was like, this is not going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it came down to a, unfortunately, he and I had to put the other guys in an unfortunate situation where it was like me or him type of yeah. thing. And, um, and I won, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that, uh, that was just the right, that was just the path that was happening at yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah, it was that's, the path that the, nobody was shocked. Nobody's no, no, no. right. You know, it's just like, how are we going to do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's make a clean break yeah. and move forward. So, and then we did. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then since, so since you've been, since uh, Boy Sets Fire then came back a few years later, mm-hmm. um, kind of w- what was the, I guess you kind of had the, uh, the, 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 the business of music and mm-hmm. the scene of, of within mm-hmm. music kind of changed quite radically. Mm-hmm. Did, how did that feel being part of it and getting, jumping back into that kind of I felt great because life? we didn't jump back into it. Right. Okay. What we did is we went, okay, <laughs> Matt's gone getting Jared to play drums from here out. We're going to have fun. Yeah. We're going to go where we're wanted. We're not going to fight. We're not going to, um, push ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're just going to go have fun. Yeah. Free. You know what I mean? Uh, we barely tour. We play every once in a while and that's great. Yeah. I mean, like it's perfect. Uh, so we jumped out of the business. We don't care. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. we are here to play music. We are here to hang out with our friends. Those guys are family to me. Yeah. So when we are up on the stage, it's just a little party. Absolutely. Yeah, you have a great you guys, time. You play some amazing shows as well. Like, you know, the, I guess it kind of, that gives you a whole level of freedom as well. Oh, yeah. You'd be really yeah. selective over your shows. Have yeah. I seen, have you seen, I don't know if you've already played or are about to play with Hot Water Music? Yeah, in Philly. That, yeah, in oh, June. Yeah. That, that just looks ridiculous. Bring that over here. Right. That'll be, yeah, please. That'll be, yeah, that, that'll be, that just looks, as soon as I saw the image, I was like, oh, come on. Right, right. I'm in that, I'm, just, I'm in the wrong continent. But uh, yeah. That, it's it's two nights in Philly. Yeah. That we're doing with them. Yeah, that's amazing. I think, I think at some point they've got, um, I think uh, a, a guy, uh, Dylan, that I spoke to as well from Spanish Love Songs is playing one uh, a couple of shows with them as well. Right. So, yeah, they seem to have just poached a load of great uh, great people. So right, right, that's, right. That's, right. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, so with your, with your um, solo stuff, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of autobiographical... I'm so sorry. I'm oh, just... 
Give me one That's second. That's cool. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Cool. That's so cool. The kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, on. so the, your, your lyrically and, and content, if uh, your solo stuff is very autobiographical for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I kind of, as when I've previously written songs and, and lyrically, I'm not particularly good at, being overt in that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, and you talk about stuff very openly yeah. how is that when you then meet fans who you know potentially know a lot about you mm-hmm. um, and on that first meeting um, it's good for me yeah um, but I'm very open yeah. now you know what I mean uh, so it is um, I guess and, and it's just a personality thing yeah I mean it's just who I am as a person I'm very <clears throat> at least anymore, very extroverted, you know? Okay. And I just, I have a, um, an empathy and a care for those who I'm, I feel like I'm communing with to, yeah. a, to an extent, you know what I mean? So when they come up to me, uh, and they know things about what I've gone through and stuff like that, well, that was the intent, yeah. you know what I mean? For yeah. people to know, for me to get out the story and for them to share with me. And, um, that has been sort of a theme throughout like that. Um, you know, people come to me and be like, this happened to me and this is my story. Yeah. And it is very difficult at times Mm. to hear. Um, but at the same time, how fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you get someone to open up about some fucking gnarly shit that like they've never been able to talk to. And now they're just coming up to a complete stranger because they feel connected. Yeah. Yeah. They've got that. that Oh my God. Like what do you do except help them feel connected? You know what I mean? Because, because that could go totally wrong too. They start open up. You're like, yeah, yeah, kid, whatever, you know, (laughs) like good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, it it comes with a great responsibility Mm. that if you're going to put out that atmosphere, be ready for it yeah. to come back, you know, and be ready to accept it. And I've done that for a very long time where as soon as I'm done playing, I am talking to people. Yeah. You know, I, I am not a, if, if, <laughs> if we're playing and I just walk off stage, that means we're about to do an encore. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, Spoiler alert. I'm not just leaving. Like <laughs> yeah, that yeah. never happens. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, um, uh, I, I want to create that atmosphere. And I always, even at huge festivals, like Boys yeah. of Fire, I'll play huge festivals. I will get down, jump over the barrier, and I will sit, stand there with thousands of people, sign stuff and talk until it's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until they're done with me. Uh, because I've created that. So I am responsible for what I've created. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, like, what kind of fucking scumbag doesn't appreciate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like nobody gave a fuck who I was in high school. You know what I mean? Like, and now people care. Yeah. Who am I to fucking act like that is like, Oh, it's too much for me. Oh, fuck you. You're in the wrong line of business then. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, you know, it just, yeah, it just wouldn't make sense for me. Cool. That, mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. It's great. It's great to hear because you know, yeah. you, um, as somebody, you know, I've never met you before mm-hmm. until until we chatted online a little bit, right? Um, and yeah, just great to see that you reach out to your fans and in terms mm-hmm. of being able to be approachable mm-hmm. um, and actually connect with people. You know, it's, it's great yeah. that, that mm-hmm. people do that. I think it's like wonderful. Say, there's yeah. there's too many egos that that Ooh, get in the way. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and people are busy. I get that. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Yeah. 
But there, but there comes a point where you have to sort of work yourself out of that. I can't be bothered sort of attitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you have to prioritize what really is busy mm-hmm. and what isn't because you can get trapped in that because you just get tired and exhausted and you don't feel like it. So I, I do that myself where it's just like, okay, am I really too busy? And if I am really too busy, I should at least take a couple of minutes to explain that to someone yeah. as opposed to just, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and then reassess that because if I'm just being a dick, I need to stop, yeah. you know, so. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Um, so in terms of like your writing at the moment, is mm-hmm. there anybody that's, that's inspired you recently? Somebody that, you know, that may not, people may not immediately know about anybody you feel deserves a bit of a platform, um, put you on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> it's very difficult. I um I have been recently I have been so ingrained in this project. Yeah. And 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 with all the change and all the things and coming out with this, uh it's been very difficult to go focus anywhere else. Yeah, you know, I've fair been enough. very internal. Yeah. So um I don't at the moment, but I would love to get to that point where I am again, yeah. looking out, you know, cause that, cause you don't want to be that either. You don't want to just be self-contained and just only, well, I only listen to my own music. Oh, shut yeah. up. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. No, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And then, and just before we wrap up in terms of your, I saw your sound check and it's sounding great. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your setup at the moment, um, it's, you've got a cello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other guitar. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what, what thoughts were, were going around you had in terms of taking this on tour? Um, it was, you know, I did the album, Feral Hymns, and then I was like, how do I do this mm-hmm. live? And I, I was thinking, you know, uh, well, my first tour I came out and it was just me and a guitar just yep. to sort of feel it out. You know what I mean? And it, it felt good, but I want, it, I want to, with everything I do, keep stepping it up a little yeah bit. developing it yeah, yeah yeah so um so i was like how can i do that and uh ben and i became friends because we were fans of each other's projects he was a boy sets fire fan he plays with sisters of mercy yeah, yeah. so i was like sort of stupid like like nice. oh my god you play with them you know what i mean like so so and he was like oh my god you play with boys it's fire and i remember the first time we played in london and he came up on stage and sang rookie with us nice. and uh and it was it was great like he, he had like it was me chad and him doing like these three-part harmonies <laughs> like fuck yeah you're hired like yeah, so that's the best job interview ever yeah yeah right so um so i took him on with this project he was the first person i asked yeah yeah and, uh, and he was down and then Isabel who plays cello, I actually didn't know her before we started working together. Right. Oise, uh, tour manager found her in Berlin. She normally <laughs> does just like orchestra stuff yeah, and like, yeah. you know, things that like, she, like we'll be in the van and I'll start talking about hardcore or punk and yeah. she'll just have this blank look. I'm like, Oh, that's right. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know it's a different world. I forgot. It's a different totally world. different world. It's like, nice education though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, but, um, so just brought her on to do that. And then I think like, as I move forward, I just recorded three songs in the studio and there are drums involved yeah. now. And, uh, and as I keep going, I think I'm going to come forth with more of a band sort of feel with everything. And it'll be fun to like yeah. do that and then sort of reimagine some of the, these songs with drums yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And then just build a dynamic because what I really want to do is bring, like have some of that Feral Hymns 
feel and also some of that band feel yeah. and sort of bring it together into one so there's dynamics you know what i mean Absolutely. so it's just like something something people can go and that brings us back to my love of musicals yeah <laughs> Ha-ha! Brought it back. It's like we found it. It's like we found it. You're welcome. <laughs> and I brought it back. As, uh, but um, and and that's really yeah. what I'm going for is to bring this experience as opposed to just yeah. music. You know what I mean? Like to to where it's just this whole flowing like musical to an extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So amazing. Well, that all sounds absolutely awesome. I'm very excited to hear what happens next. Awesome. Me too. Um, yeah, yeah. Great. I saw, saw your uh, Facebook posts and such. So yeah, it looks like there's a lot of exciting stuff happening oh, yeah. in the studio. Lots of stuff coming um, up. Very much. Do you know, have you got a, an idea when that's going to come out? That'll come out sometime in May or June. Cool. Uh, and then I will be going right back into the studio in July to do a full length, which that'll come out at the beginning of next year. Cool. And then I actually have a... Yeah, phone call soon with uh, <laughs> with Oise from End Hits uh, yeah. and my tour manager sort of talking about how that's going to go next year with like cool. band, like getting people involved with bass and drums and stuff yeah. like that. So amazing. It should be well, interesting. Yeah. Sounds brilliant. Can't awesome. wait to hear it. Um, have a great show and thank you very much for your time. Man. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. Awesome. There you go. That is Nathan Gray. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, he is without a doubt one of the most beautifully, genuinely positive people I have ever met. He speaks passionately about the power of spreading positivity. Um, I guess, you know, especially in the current time when when things like fear and, and hatred sort of seem rife and are used as tools to, to spread messages. Um, Nathan kind of flips that and, and goes the exact opposite way in, in, as I say, a very genuine way. Um... I'm really excited to hear new music, excited to hear what he's going to do with a full band for his solo stuff as well. Um, really hope that I can catch Boy Sets Fire at some point if they come to the UK, if they, you know, if they can, if they can do that, that'll be amazing. I've, I've not seen them live, so that'll be a, a real one for me to tick off. Um, make sure you're connected with Nathan on social media. He's very, very outspoken, um, but as mentioned, you know, it, it's a, in a very positive way. Um, his for his sort of he spreads his thoughts and his messages um in a very positive and interesting way so yeah give him a follow give him a like whatever you want if you haven't heard boy sets fire or you haven't heard nathan's work as mentioned um every week i have a, a put a spotify playlist together under the when in yorkshire podcast title so give that a, a follow that would be great if you could do the same on social media that would be amazing as well um so yeah check out facebook check out instagram twitter um and yeah any spreading the word would be absolutely fantastic um itunes as well if you can give us a rating and a comment on there that would be absolutely amazing as well um, but thanks very much again for, for joining me and good night.